With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, we are living the dream on a huge Sunday in the National Football League. Fox Football Sunday. Hartman and Salam with you. Coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. This is one that gets real fun, Ephraim, when you start figuring out playoff scenarios, who's going to play who. Uh, we have a little bit clear of a picture after the games that happened this morning, which, by the way, did not include any upsets. You know, basically the right. teams that were supposed to win won. Yep. And so because of that, I think we have a pretty clear picture. Now, game's going on right now. The 49ers, who have won three straight games with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, are doing it again, leading 16-2 to over Jacksonville. The only Jacksonville points were on a blocked extra point that was returned for a two-point conversion. Otherwise, San Francisco has dominated. And, you know, I was listening earlier to Coach Ryan here, Ephraim. It's amazing how Garoppolo hasn't just obviously ignited this 49er offense. It seems like it's ignited this entire team. They were completely different. It has. And what you realize when you see something like this happens is when you're a bad team and you don't have a, a, a captain or a leader of the ship, which most quarterbacks are the leader of their ship, unless you have a dynamic defense, which they do not. What you realize is once you fix a huge problem, you take pressure off the rest of your team, especially on the other side of the ball, because now they don't have to do everything, right? They don't have to stop the run. They don't have to stop the pass, intercept, score, all of these things. And they're no longer put in – Bad situations, turnovers, 
in uh in in the opposite end of the field. Mm-hmm. So they have short fields constantly on the field. So when you get someone out there like a Jimmy G and he's running the offense, he's putting up points, but not only that, he's keeping the offense on schedule, meaning he's having six, seven, eight, nine, ten play drives. So now your defense that was once awful has time to rest, recoup. They're not always fighting from behind. And don't forget, this team at the beginning of the year was given teams all they wanted. They played hard. They just couldn't pull it off. So they've had the talent. They've had the heart and the will to win. They just couldn't pull it off. I mean, like, they, they lost nine, 12 to 9. Right. 41 39, 18 15, 26 23, 26 24. That's a team that's one play away from winning those particular games. And now you have a person who comes in, he's the captain from day one. When he came into that game a couple weeks ago, four weeks ago for the first time, and I think he played three plays, It was you could tell the difference. I think his first pass was a touchdown. You could just tell the difference. Are you difference. saying he was better than Bethard? What? Oh, my <laughs> God. Like It wasn't even close. When he came into the game, it just looked different. Let me ask you this, Ephraim. Right now, okay, so they were 1-10. Now mm-hmm. they're 4-10 and 10 and maybe well on their way to – and remember, next week they play the Rams. What did I say to you last week? I said, A. Right. I said, first off, Jacksonville and the Rams have the 49ers. Mm-hmm. This isn't the 49ers from the beginning of the year or the middle of the season. This is a different 49ers team, and that's going to be a tough game and here we are in the first half, 16-2 over uh, the uh, Jaguars. All right, so if a couple of weeks ago when Garoppolo first came on the scene as a starter, the conventional wisdom was it's going to be a, a short time for them to really evaluate how mm-hmm. much he means to this team. Franchise tagging him seemed to be the obvious choice. Give him a full year. Let's see what he does. That's out the window. Yeah, we take that off the table. So you're, uh, he, Jimmy Garoppolo calls you and says, uh, Ephraim, i like you to be my agent. I, like, I want you yes. to represent me. Yes. All right, so you sit down with John Lynch and company. What do you What do you want right now in a long-term deal? Is I'm, it about the money? Is it about the length of it? What are you looking well, for here? I, first of all, it's about security okay. for my player. Yeah. We have a young player. He was uh, highly sought after in New England. Didn't yeah. want to give him up because they didn't know how they were going to go with Tom Brady. So that in itself adds value. Not only that, the sample size that you're getting from my guy is tremendous. You're not even the same team not. anymore. You were vying for one of these young uh, L.A. quarterbacks and uh, Donald R. Uh, Rosen. Now you have a bona fide guy who can be the face of the franchise for the next 10 or 12 years. So this is what I'm going to do. All right? <laughs> I love this. I'm not going to jump into the market. All right. I'm not going to crack you over the head, and I want you to give me one, you know, six for so 190. So you don't want me a Matthew Stafford, I, I don't Derek want Carr deal? Six for 200. Right. This is what I'm going to do for you. Yeah. All right? I want to do a, a four-year deal with the fifth-year player option. Player option, the fifth-year. All right. All right? For 
124 million. <laughs> All right? Right. 124 How much million. Is that money up front. What are we looking at bonus? I, I I would like my guy mm-hmm. and I'm not going to hurt you cuz I I want pieces around him. Now, exactly. Okay? Although now it looks like him. because they weren't taking quarterback anyway in the draft. Right. The one guy everyone keeps thinking the Niners are going to add to their repertoire is Saquon Barkley out of Penn State. I get it. Should be uh Rashad Penny. But anyway, thank that, you very I, much. You know, but what I would say is yeah. look Give my guy sixty-one million up front. Up front, and and we're know, good. And we're good. And yeah. we're, let, let's roll out and let's see what we can do together. I love it. I love it. Well, I tell you what, is that it sensible? Is, does that sound sensible? I, it, it does sound like if a I'm a GM, deal. I sign that immediately. Uh, why would you not? Garoppolo is the real deal. There's not going to be any regression with this guy. He is. He is everything the 49ers were hoping they got with a second-round pick. It could go back. They may look at it as one of the great steals of all time. Oh, absolutely. When they got him away from the Patriots. All right, here's where we are right now on the playoff picture because I want to go through some of this right now. Obviously, another pivotal game is going on with Dallas and Seattle. The winner of this game basically stays alive. The winner, not so much. Cowboys are leading right now 3 to nothing. 13 minutes to go in the first half. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott is back in action for the Cowboys the problem for both of these teams is they both lost to Atlanta. Yep. Now, Atlanta lost today to New Orleans, but they're still sitting in the sixth spot. They're 9-6. and six. Now, what's interesting is, is that the Falcons' last game is against Carolina, and they'll have a home game against Carolina. That game, most likely, although it hasn't been made official, will be the final Sunday night game. They haven't decided yet which game they were going to flex out to uh, be the Sunday night game. Uh, but they need Atlanta to lose. I mean, they have to have Atlanta lose because right. if either Dallas or Seattle uh, tie them, uh, it won't matter. They need to have a, a game up on them. Still, uh, Cowboys trying to stay alive. Remember, the Cowboys will also have their final game against the Eagles. The Eagles, by the way, playing tomorrow night, Monday night football against the Raiders. The Raiders have officially been eliminated. So they're out. So the Raiders... Uh, are out. They have no playoff uh, aspirations. If you're the Eagles right now, you're you're in a little bit of a tricky situation. You've already clinched a first-round bye. You haven't clinched the number one overall seed, but still, you're still trying to get reps for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Now, he looked good last week against the Giants, playing the Raiders, and then obviously they're going to finish off against the Cowboys. So even if you really wanted to rest everybody, you really can't afford to because you want Foles to get as many reps with the ones as possible, I would imagine, to get yourself ready for the playoffs. Right. So what do you do? I mean, you're, you're playing. You, you're playing. We're playing. Yeah. If you don't have your starting quarterback, they're talking about rest. It, it, no. The more you can play with your backup guy to get him comfortable with the actual weapons he'll be using, yeah. you play. You got to play. You got to play. Look, and, and we don't want to go into the playoffs with the backup quarterback, no matter how good he is. You know, on uh, on on a downward slide, uh, you want to continue to win going into the playoffs. Keep that momentum, keep that confidence up, and it, it, yeah, it's it's no resting anybody. All of that's that's gone. All right, now one of the big plays, maybe the biggest play left as far as the playoff picture is concerned, is the final wild card spot in the AFC. Can I assume with the Ravens winning today? Can I assume that the Ravens? will win at home against Cincinnati next week. 
Can I assume that one, Ephraim? I would like, yeah. I mean, you don't yeah. think they're going to win? Bengals win one for uh, Marvin Lewis? Uh, you <laughs> no. Know? No, All no right. I, I think they've pretty much checked right. out so over there. Even the, though they, they won today, right? Yeah, Ravens won today. So if the Ravens, oh, the Bengals? The Bengals. Yeah. So if the if the Ravens, that was their final home game. If, if um, did the Bengals win today? I yeah, they, they beat uh, Detroit. All right, and so Detroit they beat, needed to win right. to, to be in the playoffs. Well, they're eliminated. Now. Right. They're gone. All right, so... Assuming the Ravens win, which would give them the number five seed and right. the number one wild card, here's how it plays out for the last wild card spot in the AFC. The team in the driver's seat is Tennessee. Tennessee. And it's based on conference record. If Tennessee were to beat Jacksonville at home in their final game, they're in. If they lose, next one up is the Chargers. Obviously, they would have to beat the Raiders at home. If those teams both lose, then it's Buffalo. Buffalo would have the last shot at it, but they need both the Titans and the Chargers to lose. Now, we're going to get into this. I'm going to save it a little bit here because that Tennessee-Jacksonville game is a very interesting matchup, and we're going to explain why from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios coming up next. Harbinet Salam with you. A very happy Christmas Eve to everybody out there. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Are you going to uh, hang out with the family after the uh, show today here, Ephraim? Yeah, I'm driving out to Riverside mm-hmm. to my uh, cousin-in-law's house. That, or I know, right? You come to my side of town, huh? Yeah, man. I haven't been to sleep in... <laughs> Uh, about 36 hours. Wow. So it's going to be interesting. Interesting. Well, I'm sure that uh, a lot of food is going to wake you up. <laughs> or put me to sleep. <laughs> That'll be it. There'll be lights out for what you. What about you? What uh, you well, going? actually, after I'm done here, I am going to go back and have uh, dinner with my family, but then I got TV tonight. Oh, big time. After dinner. So I'll big stuff time. myself into a suit and... Uh, do the 10 and 11 o'clock because usually what we do. Do you have to do stand-ups or are you behind the desk? No, I'm, I do stand-ups. Oh. So, and the thing about it is, well, I do a little bit of both. But, um, you know, on, when you do television on Christmas Eve, it's all about Santa watch. Yes. You know, we, we follow Santa and his path will have the map out there, Santa flying around. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on Santa tonight. All right. Uh, I want to just update again uh, on a critical game. I want to ask you about this scenario. So if Jacksonville loses this game mm-hmm. to the 49ers, by the way, Jacksonville just scored. So it's 16-9 San Francisco, three minutes to go in the first half. And Jimmy Garoppolo is just, boy, he, can't you do, you know, it's, we call it, the eyeball test. It's not, I mean. Eyeball it's test. It's not even close. Right. I mean, you see confidence. Isn't it amazing with He's quarterbacks? He's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL today. He steps into his passes. He has a purpose every time he throws a football, which is amazing. All right, so. Jacksonville. All right. If Jacksonville loses this game, they are locked into the three seed. Mm-hmm. Even if Kansas City were to win next week and, and Jacksonville loses and they end up with the same record, Jacksonville hasn't beaten on conference records. So they're locked into the three seed, meaning that they will host the six seed in the playoffs, which means as they head to Tennessee for their final game, they essentially control who they will play right. in the playoffs. Right. Now, I would ask you this. Would you rather play Tennessee in back-to-back weeks? 
knowing that you could basically just play vanilla and just mail in the game? Or would you rather host the Chargers in Jacksonville in that wild card game? A team, by the way, that should have beaten Jacksonville early in this year. So what do you think the Jaguars' strategy would be in that game against Tennessee, knowing that if they lose to Tennessee, they will face Tennessee the very next week at home? I'm, I'm all in favor of a home playoff game. For a team that hasn't been into the playoffs, and well, they're locked into a home playoff game. I, I, so th- Tennessee would come to them. So you the question, said, no, no, you no. said they would go to Tennessee. No, they're at Tennessee next week. Okay, the, the final then, regular season game is at Tennessee. Right. Regardless, they're going to be hosting a playoff game. Okay, they're the three seed. Oh, that's right, they're the three seed. So the so, question is, who would you rather play in that game? Would you rather play Tennessee? Or would you rather play Sandy? Uh, I said San Diego. Uh, the Chargers. <laughs> you keep doing that. Well, I, I've only been around that team for a thousand years. That's a Freudian. Right. So, would you rather play the Titans you gotta, or the Chargers? Yeah, that's a no-brand. You want to play the Titans, right? Yeah, I mean, come on. You want to play the Titans? So you know that we all still don't to... know who who uh, Marcus Mariota is as a quarterback, but we know who Philip Rivers is, right? You know, right? So. Uh, so all you have to do is basically lay down, let the Titans win the game, and then you will be hosting the Titans the very next week. Yep. That's the best scenario for Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Uh, let me see. I think it was 2004. It's not unprecedented, by the way. 2004, I was with the Broncos, and the Colts did that to us. Mm-hmm. We went out and played them, and, I mean, I think we had maybe 250 yards rushing against them. Right. They, put, they just laid down. Put 40-something points. It didn't seem like they were laying down. <laughs> <clears throat> It, it really didn't seem like it, but they were. Were, and then were they playing vanilla? Would the you say next this? week yeah. we went and they demolished us in right. the playoffs. Was, it was, it was, so it was that would playoffs. be the best scenario for the Jaguars. You play a vanilla game against the Titans, yeah. show them nothing, let build them win their confidence, the game. Build their confidence And then up. they head to Jacksonville. Throttle them. And then you unleash your fury on them. So yeah. that that that's unfortunately the Chargers' uh, dilemma right now. Now, speaking of the Chargers, they got the win today. By the way, Bryce Petty. Should never throw the football. I mean, you know, Bryce Petty, when he ran the ball, actually he had a couple of effective runs for the Jets, but any time he threw the ball, it seemed to go in the opposite direction of his intended receiver, if they were indeed his intended receivers. I couldn't even tell. But the Raiders, Chargers next week, Raiders have been eliminated. Do the Raiders show up for that last regular season game with an opportunity to knock the Chargers out of the playoffs. The Raiders do stuff like that, right? And it's, you know it's going to be 26,000 Raider yeah. fans at the soccer stadium Ra- here. Raider, the Raiders do stuff like that. They specialize in, in ruining people's right. uh, you know, playoff plans. So what happens is half the Raiders team will be booked and packed for their vacation. Right. And the other half will still be locked in. Namely, the young guys will really be locked in still. Most of the older veteran guys uh, have picked out some destination with uh, uh, sandy <laughs> beaches and umbrella drinks and infinite pools. Now, the problem is the, pools there, and, is and one, all. there is one caveat in that game, is, and that is that the Jacksonville-Tennessee game will already be over. Right. But if Tennessee were to win that game against Jacksonville, I'm sorry, if Tennessee were to lose that game to Jacksonville, then the Chargers know if they win the game against the Raiders, they're in the playoffs. So how motivated would the Raiders be to knock them out? 
Oh, big time. No, that's the Raiders. Yeah. Come on, man. And it's against the Chargers. They had jerk fans. They had jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I'm, I'm talking to you, Rob. Yes. Yes. Our executive producer, Rob. Right. Huge Raiders fan. Yes, I have been uh, spit on and batteries thrown at, and my 86-year-old grandmother was almost pushed down the stairs at uh, the Oakland Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm I'm good. All right? I'm good on the Raider fans. <laughs> I've heard tell you the story. The first year that the Raiders moved back to Oakland, so this is in 1995, their mm-hmm. first season after leaving L.A. to go up to Oakland, I went with a group of San Diego Charger fans to that game. I was <laughs> working for the Charger flagship station. We had a group of about 20 Charger fans, maybe 25, that went up to Oakland to see this Raider game. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in the end zone, third deck. You know, you know, you know those high seats, third deck. Yeah, you deck. can almost flip over the right. back. Yeah. Basically, whatever the cheapest seats were, they put us in a little section. Chargers are kicking the Raiders' butt that day. And the black hole's not happy. So all of a sudden, some of these Charger fans behind me, they're getting a little inebriated. Mm-mm. And they start yelling down, figuring we're safe because we're in the third deck, no. right? So now it's like... 12 minutes to go in the game, games in hand, Chargers are going to win this game, when all of a sudden I look at the base of the staircase on the third deck, a group group of Raider fans all decked out in their black hole gear heading our way. And now, of course, these guys are really blasted. They're yelling and everything, and I'm thinking, we got trouble. Security jumps in. Shields off these Raider fans, looks at the rest of us, and you're out of here. They took for your own safety. Right. We were escorted out of the Collis, right. Oakland Coliseum directly staff. to our bus and safely get out of that. So yeah, rivalries, fans, uh, it can definitely get a little bit heated out there. All right, what's going on right now with this Jacksonville? Is that an interception? Yep. Jimmy G just threw a pick in the red zone. Uh, and you want to give them all that money? Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> Wait a second, he's throwing this game away. So I, suddenly Garoppolo's not... I will give not... him all of that money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. By the way, this Jacksonville defense. That's the best in the league. Unbelievable. It's the they, best in the league. You know, it's a, I, I had a stat the other day that just absolutely blew me away. All right, so Jacksonville is number one by far in scoring defense in the NFL, which is the thing that matters the most. I get that. But how about this? The Denver Broncos have the number 20 scoring defense in the league, which figures based on the record. Mm-hmm. But as far as total defense is concerned, yards given up, Denver is number one. Ugh. Number one. Minnesota is two. Jacksonville is three. And, and what they call total defense based right. on yards. And yet they're 20th in the league in scoring defense. What does that tell you about how inept that Broncos offense is it's creating so short field oh. opportunities? and That's the worst thing. That's, you know, and to ask – to ask a, a a young quarterback to come in and and uh, it, it's just they they Denver screwed the pooch in terms of. By the uh, way, of, did you see Denver quarterback had situation? Uh, Elway uh, scouting Josh Allen's bowl game for Wyoming. Really, Josh Allen. He's about to make another mistake. As uh, Brady Papinga told me yesterday, having hailed from the state of Wyoming, Wyoming football gets about fifteen thousand fans, if that. So you basically played played anonymously. You did play at San Diego State there, right? And you would be going from there to Denver, basically told you need to to come up big. Huge. Huge. Nah, that's not (laughs) what you want.
That's not what you want. Who would you rather have, Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield, if you were the Broncos? Baker Mayfield. Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. So if you put Lamar Jackson running that Denver offense Mm -hmm. with the kind of defense, obviously, they still have, how much better are the Broncos? Would it take a while with Lamar Jackson, or do you think he has the kind of – I say they're at least three games better than they are this year. All right, well, that's certainly a movement. I give you a plus three. All right, we're in the uh, Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. What do you think? I will tell you. You see, I, I'm teasing you. Oh, ooh. I'm going to tease you right now. Tickle, I gotta, me, with, tickle I gotta, me with a feather. I, <laughs> I got to bring on David right now to give us a little uh, update on the three <laughs> games remaining on this Sunday. I don't know if I should. You guys want to get tickled or something like that. Uh-huh. Just, well, it's, it's Christmas moment. spirit. Oh, all right. Well, fair enough. Well, Des Bryant just fumbled for the Dallas Cowboys, so Seattle recovered it. And we'll see if we can get on the board. They trail right now at Jerry's World 6 to nothing. This ballgame is on Fox. And you guys were just mentioning Jacksonville's defense a few minutes ago, so why not tell you a little bit about it? Extra point is blocked to Jackson. going to try and pick it up. They are going to pick it up, though. This could be a two-point score. Aaron Colvin's going to run it back. They have blocked the extra point. Aaron Colvin is going to run it back. So the Jags are going to wind up getting two points out of this thing. And they did so after a pick six from Blake Bortles, and then they scored again. Leonard Fournette with a TD run. Jimmy Garoppolo was picked off in the end zone. So San Francisco holding a seven-point advantage, but Jacksonville's on the move 16-9 with 56 seconds to play in the first half. Arizona Cardinals lead the New York Giants 3-0 in this ballgame. Evan Ingram, the tight end for the Giants, knocked out of it with a rib injury. Earlier today, Tennessee lost at home to the L.A. Rams 27-23. And a bigger concern for them is their running back. DeMarco Murray left the ballgame. He's going to have an MRI on his LCL. It's a sprain right now, but the MRI is coming tomorrow. So we'll see what happens with him moving on forward as well. Other scores around the league, Patriots took care of the Bills, 37-6. New England is the one seed in the AFC. Kansas City throttled Miami, 29-13. Alex Smith, 304 through the air, and also one score. And the Cleveland Browns, now 0-15. They get Pittsburgh next week to complete the imperfect season. Bears got up today. 20 to 3. I love the Browns at <laughs> so Pittsburgh next bad. week. I don't know about you, but I love them. So bad. At Pittsburgh. All right, David, thank you so much. By the way, Love has an army, and you can join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com, clicking the red kettle icon to donate or call 833 SAL. Join. That's 833 SAL. Join. Uh, right now, Cowboys leading the Seahawks 6-0. Russell Wilson is a one-man show. After the turnover, they've gotten down to the Dallas 10-yard line. The first four possessions for Seattle, they had a total of 11 yards. Total. In yeah. their first four possessions. Right now, they're in a position where they might take the lead. Yeah, they're just not clicking offensively. And, you know, neither is, is the Dallas Cowboys trying to fit Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, back in the mix after having uh, – By the way, Ezekiel, 73 yards rushing already in the first half. Yeah, yeah. The problem is Dak Prescott, is he the come-down player of the year? No, uh, you know, I mean, what he was able to do along with Ezekiel Elliott last year was special, right? I mean, it's very hard to duplicate that as a young player. Miraculous in, in a, rookie season. I mean, it's very difficult to do that. Yeah. And I say it all the time. One of the biggest challenges for a young player is early success. Well, how did you handle it? I was awful. 
if I can go back and have my second year back, mm-hmm. I could change the whole trajectory of my career. So that's, your mindset that's, that's after honest, going from an a nobody answer. to a starting offensive to, lineman on a Super Bowl team. I went team. to the Super Bowl. Right. I was, a, I was the, Super Bowl. the 23rd tackle drafted in 1998 and started in the Super Bowl. So when you showed up at training camp in your second year, your mindset was? I was I made it. You're thinking all pro. You're thinking Hall of it. Fame. I spent way too much time in the offseason at home celebrating. Yeah. Even though I didn't have the money to celebrate, <laughs> celebrating the fact that I had arrived. Right. I proved everybody wrong. Which would have been great if you had had a one year career. Yes. I could have <laughs> I could have rolled off into the sunset as one of the greatest one single year season yeah. years for for a non touchdown catcher or thrower. Yes. Uh, but I did not. I had 12 more years after that one. Exactly. And it took me two years to recover from that. I just didn't take it as serious as I did my rookie year because I was like, hey, I did it. It was easy. Well, it wasn't easy, but I figured that I I had the answers, that I figured it out. Oh, wait a second. Jacksonville on a tipped pass have just scored what could be the tying touchdown Pending the extra point. They literally drove down the, the field in about, what, 35 seconds? Blake Bortles on fire. There's another big decision that has to be made. If you're Jacksonville, what are you doing with Blake Bortles? Uh, get Eli Manning. <laughs> so, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're saying uh, you're not going to give Bortles a big contract? No. Do you think Bortles has any market value? I'm sure he does. It's a lot of teams out there with awful quarterbacks. Right. you got to remember – Cleveland still doesn't have a quarterback. So well, Cleveland's going to have Sam Darnold. Oh, okay, we'll see. Whoa, 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 they've, whoa, they've whoa. screwed the pooch in, in, you know, in that area. They should have Deshaun Jackson. Well, now I mean, no, no, Deshaun Watson. Well, they also they Carson should have Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yes, they, they, they right? paid everybody picks that ended up being those two guys. That's what we think, right? They, now, we Sam think Darnold have did Don- say Darnold. all this talk that I won't play in Cleveland. I have no idea. I never said that. All right, they're looking at this replay on this catch. It was a tipped ball from one Jacksonville player to another. Definitely an interception. That's not an interception. That's a touchdown. I mean, touchdown. Yeah, touchdown reception. All right, so uh, with the extra point, and by the way, look back at that return extra point for the two points there. That's, that means something. How about that? You always think like, ah, that doesn't really mean anything. You know, it's not going to – it's amazing how this league works. I always think whenever I see a missed extra point oh. – or anything like that early in the game. Mm-hmm. I always, oh, that's going to bite him. I've been on far too. Well, many it just changes the whole dynamic other, it because does. you're like, all right, now we are we going to go? You're for off it? schedule now. Now, if I'm going for two here to make up for the missed extra point, all right, extra point is good. Ten seconds to go in the first half, and the 49ers, who had a 16 nothing lead Oof. when that extra point was blocked and returned, is now tied at 16. With Jacksonville. Meanwhile, Seattle trying to get in the end zone under two minutes to go in the first half. They have a first first and goal at the one and wow. Did they fumble that that ball? That ball fumbled. Uh, It looks like Russell Wilson recovered it. Did he pull? I thought he had handed it off, but then apparently he pulled the handoff. Definitely. They were in the the shotgun. Oh, it was an oh no, he dropped the ball and Wilson, oh boy, is he lucky. The ball was dropped on a botched handoff, they are not on the and it was in page. clear view where Wilson could find it and fall on it. All right, so again, it's 6 nothing Cowboys over the Seahawks. Very simple with this game. The team that wins stays alive. The one that doesn't is done. They're out. And, of course, the game of the day, the Cardinals and the Giants. <laughs> are they playing? 
Three nothing Cardinals. Five and a half minutes to go in the first half. Two teams playing it out. By the way, no Sunday night game tonight because of the Christmas holiday. However, tomorrow on Christmas Day, two Monday night games. You got the Steelers at the Texans. Steelers trying to, uh, you know, remain alive for the number one, one overall seed yeah. if the Patriots should fall in their last game. And then you got the Raiders at the Eagles. Raiders have been eliminated. Eagles have clinched the first round by, but also looking to clinch uh, home field throughout the playoffs for them. So it's, 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 you know, it's an exciting time of the year. And you've been on both ends of this, Ephraim, teams that are marching to the playoffs and teams that are just playing out the string. Yes, I have. Teams that are going to the postseason and teams that are going to the four seasons. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've been I've been both. But what about that idea that, you know, you're, you're playing for your job? You know? You, yeah, I mean. You're, you're, you're trying to show the coaches, hey, when maybe maybe it hasn't been a good year for the team, but hey, I'm still here playing hard. When you're on bad teams and new personnel's coming in, new coach, new GM, new owner, anything like that, it's always about playing for your job, right? So everybody in San Francisco is playing for their job, right? They want to be, you know, dependent on Seahawks just scored, Jimmy Graham, touchdown. So glad they're using this man in, in the red zone now. One of the best. I mean, where has he been the last couple of years? I mean, he finally got back to the uh, Pro Bowl this year. Oh, I want to get into that. Pro well, Bowl. he was in in the abyss. Like they just didn't use the tight end in Seattle. They're a running team. They've, they've used the tight end to block. So when he got there, he was like, "Wait, what? Line up on the end of the line." We got to remember, Jimmy Graham wanted to be paid as a wide receiver because he spent most of his time in New Orleans. Playing out at the uh, the re- the receiver position, right? Yeah, I, it, it didn't like, make it sense to me when Seattle acquired Jimmy Graham. You're like, great. I mean, this is I thought be it a was field day, and then they like forgot that for he was two on years, the team. It, he didn't even exist, right? I'm like, how do you not know how to use Jimmy Graham? You want to watch some film? Drew Brees seemed to find him quite often, all the time. Yeah, that's when you have a dominant tight end. I was even reminded of that today with the Chargers. Chargers are playing the Jets today, and Hunter Henry out for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And here's old man Antonio old Gates. Man. Old I mean, man Gates. I mean, he is moving at glacier speed, right? I mean, he could barely Still move. cannot cover him. Still can't. can't. cover him. Still he can't knows, cover him. In fact, there was one play where he actually was wide open, and instead of, like, running, he just went down. Yeah. Like, I mean, basically what he's saying is, I can't run anymore. It's like, no, just throw it to me. But I'm, I, I'm now I, possession <laughs> receiver. It was like there was no one around him. The fact that he didn't even blow the whistle, he just sort of went down and then just flipped the ball to the officials. Yeah, so they, there you go. The, uh, they tried to come up and hit the ball <laughs> out of his hands because no one had touched him yet. He was done. He goes, I'm down. I'm just I'm down. I'm not running. But it does talk about that. That connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, quarterbacks, I saw back years ago when I worked for the Raiders, Jim Plunkett and the late great Todd Christensen. Christensen was just one of these guys. He would find a spot. He could find a spot in the defense, find an opening, and the quarterbacks got that safety and, valve. And just sit there. Just sit there just and I'm here. Don't move. I'm here. If I roll towards you, just shift a little bit. Oh man, I'll get you the ball. And they and year after year, he would be leading the league in receiving or one of the top receivers in the league as that safety valve. So uh, seven six now, Seattle beating Dallas. Now Ezekiel Elliott, seventy three yards rushing in the first half, so he is doing his gig. By the way, do you realize he needs to average one hundred nine yards per game over the last two games to get a thousand yards this year? Even though 
He missed, he missed six, six games. games. That's crazy. That's amazing. That's over 100 yards a game. That's amazing. That's not bad, huh? No, that's tremendous. Uh, Hopefully he can get it. All right, now speaking of running backs, we're here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Todd Gurley had mm. another historic game for the Rams today. Is it possible that when the votes are counted – that Todd Gurley of the Rams could be the league's MVP. We're going to explain to you why it's still a long shot. I understand Santa's already making uh, stops around the world. Eventually, he'll head our way. We have great news. There's a quick way to save money. And after the beating your wallet takes at this time of the year, that's good news. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, so we're keeping our eye again on these final three games on this Sunday. We mentioned two Monday night games tomorrow. Steelers, Texans, Raiders, Eagles, no Sunday night game because it's Christmas Eve. By the way, how is your uh, Christmas day going to go? So you're going to be driving around all over the place tonight. Tonight. Now, but what about tomorrow? What about Christmas Day? How's that work? You just sleep in all day? Yeah, I just be at the house. How old is your youngest? Uh, three. Three. Yes. Santa's big in your house. Well, just to take a little sidestep from yeah. from sports and football, we right. were we were <laughs> my wife and I were yeah. talking about this. Uh, mm-hmm. She grew up; holidays were huge in her family. Right. Uh, me, Isn't that most wives always say that? Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm Muslim, so we didn't yeah. celebrate Christmas. Right. Right? So I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, like to, Christmas is just another day to me. Nice. My sister's birthday is actually on the 25th of December. So it's so your sister's it was birthday. just my sister's birthday. Right. So it's like no big, like I, I won't get up early and come down with the cocoa, but the kids... We celebrate something called Christmas Hanukkah. Oh, I like this. Explain right? this. So to me. we celebrate Christmas, mm-hmm. Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. We like to be, you know, well, how do you in, do in, that? A, do you in an evolved a, household. Right. So we have all of the different decorations. Really, have for a, all in, of the, in a menorah, you menorah, have all, all of that. Very cool. Um, because we want our kids to understand. What about Kwanzaa? Be, how does that work? What What are some well, of the things that's separated? Well, Kwanzaa, you know, it's seven days. Right. It starts actually on the twenty sixth. Okay. Of uh, December. So basically, and, tomorrow is Kwanzaa Eve. Yeah, tomorrow Kwanzaa <laughs> Eve. But it's not. You know, it's it's mainly for the kids, for right? The, them to get excited. But my my son said something to me. He was like, "Hey, is is Santa come? When did Santa <laughs> come yet?" And I was like, "I was teetering." Yes. On telling him that. But don't 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 right. don't don't. But you get what I'm saying, right? Right. Yeah. And my wife was like, hey, y- y- okay, let's slow down, okay? Let's just slow down. Right. And they're kids. They're six and three. Right. And yes, just, re- let, let, just let them live. Here, here's what happens, okay? As your kids get older, as my kids got older, mm-hmm. suddenly they had this. Uh, Do they still wait now, for Santa now? Well, I put it this way. When they got to that point where they were beginning to question santa i said well this is a very simple thing if you believe in santa santa will show up if you don't believe in santa there ain't no santa yeah but I mean, he's, still he's, get only, gifts, he's only he's only no, not from santa oh what i so, mean <laughs> so even though my kids now are 21 19 and 16 oh yeah they're still going they're santa's still- there <laughs> you bet they yeah so a little bit different 
All right, so let's talk about MVP. We were checking this out. Uh, unbelievable game for Todd Gurley today. Uh, Robert, what was the what was the stat on Gurley today about over 100 yards rushing and 150 yards receiving? Like the first guy since like forever to do something like that. I get, believe it is Herschel Walker. Let me get the Herschel exact Walker stats for you. of all people. All right, well let's find that out. But anyway, so another monster day for him since the year 2000. Herschel Walker, 1986 Herschel Walker with the Dallas Cowboys wow. back in the day. All right, there have only been four running backs to have won the MVP award since the year 2000. That was Marshall Falk in the year 2000, Sean Alexander in 2005 when he broke the single-season touchdown record, mm-hmm. LaDainian Tomlinson who broke Sean Alexander's record the following year, and then, of course, Adrian Peterson in 2012 when he almost – uh, broke the record of Eric Dickerson for rush yards in the season. Those are the only four running backs since the year 2000 to wrestle the MVP award away from a quarterback. quarterback. All right, so Tom Brady versus Todd Gurley. Not even close. It's not. It won't even resonate, no matter how good Todd Gurley's doing, unless these last, you know, the, the next, the last game he has like 400 yards rushing and. <laughs> Something just crazy, crazy because he has 19 touchdowns right Right. now. I mean, he's the best running back in the league. If he scores 10 touchdowns next week, if he scores 10 touchdowns, then he'll win the MVP. (laughs) (laughs) He's by the way, pretty much what you have to do. He'll he'll still be short of Ladainian Thomas. And remember, LT scored 31 touchdowns. 31. Yeah, he every time he touched the ball, he was scoring. scoring. (laughs) 31 touchdowns. That's still it. Mind-boggling. Yeah, but you have to be that person, right? Like right. he just had a sensational game today, passing and, right. and receiving and, and rushing. If he had been doing this the entire year, now he's had a great year season yeah. uh, with the Rams. He's a huge part uh, of 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 their season and why they're one of the division and going to the playoffs. But he hasn't had these games every week. And that's what you need to do to to uh, unseat a quarterback for MVP. Here's one of the things I do like about what the Associated Press, which is the recognized official awards of the NFL. They have Offensive Player of the Year, they have Defensive Player of the Year, and the MVP vote is separate. We always complain about this in baseball, right? Are you the best player or are you the most valuable player? Well, you don't have that problem. For instance, let's say Brady were to be the MVP. It's very realistic that Todd Gurley could be named the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I can see uh, that. DeMarco Murray got the Offensive Player of the Year. In right. fact, Drew Brees, who's never been Most Valuable Player, has twice won the Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I think it's a shame he's never won MVP. Well, I mean, who who is he going to beat out? He had I mean, uh, Peyton Manning won five times. Well, come on. Yeah, Brady twice. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios on such a busy Sunday in the NFL. We're already thinking next week for you. And thank you for spending part of your Christmas Eve with us here on Fox Football Sunday. Hartman and Salam with you coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Two of the three games going on right now have some sort of playoff implications. Jacksonville is now leading San Francisco 19-16. The 49ers led this game 16-0. Uh, in fact, uh, Robert bet his entire life savings 
on the 49ers today, and now they're losing. $17. He was already cashing in, called everybody, 16 nothing. it's over, I want my money, and they said, hang on. Uh, the turnaround in that game was the blocked extra point that was run back for two points. Uh, meanwhile, at halftime, Dallas leading Seattle 9-7. Very simple with this game. The winner of this game is alive, the loser's dead. As far as the playoffs in the NFC, and all depends on Atlanta in their final game when they take on the Carolina Panthers uh, next week. So that's where we are. And meanwhile, why is why is Arizona even playing the Giants? What a year for the Giants, by the way. Um, what, a year for, what, a year, what a year for Arizona. Both of those teams underperformed. I, uh, did Big you, time. Did you think – I mean, I felt like – you with, know, Ari- with David Johnson in the type of year he had last year? Right. Absolutely. By the way, how about, how about Larry Fitzgerald making the Pro Bowl again this year? I love it. How about him making the Pro Bowl? He's the oldest receiver to have 100 catches and 1,000 yards in a season. Unbelievable. You know who also made the Pro Bowl this year for the first time in quite a while? Terrell Suggs. Man. Look, made his seventh Pro Bowl. He hadn't made one in like five years or something. And was he in his 15th that, year with the Ravens? That rebirth. Yeah. That rebirth, man. That and offensive linemen are getting worse. <laughs> Is that Well, I mean, worse. really. Getting worse, man. What was uh, I know you never actually made a Pro Bowl. No, but you were an alternate, I'll, like five times. Five times were you like a first alternate, yeah, second first alternate? alternate? Guys never missed. Like See, now, the, you can't pay guys to go. How about this? But you back were, then, you were, how about this? Tom Brady has not played in the last eleven Pro Bowls that he's been selected for. Yeah, I could. quarterbacks. You talk about quarterbacks getting all these gift Pro Bowls because none of the quarterbacks taken are ever playing the game. last year. Then you go like second string, third string. They were to the I think Tyrod Taylor. Yes, thirty eight guys decided that they didn't want to play. Yeah, which means that again, my attitude about the Pro Bowl is if you're not actually selected to the Pro Bowl, and that's even some of those picks we know are questionable, especially when you're picking the team with weeks left in the season. Right. Right. I don't understand it. If the game is after the season, why can't you wait until the season is over just, when you select the Pro Bowl? It just was a different time. The same guys were going. I grew up in a. Uh, I came up in a time where, you know, you had Ruben Brown, lineman that every you know, everybody. Well, look from at you down. had. You had Walter Jones. You had Willie Rolfe. You had Anderson. You had Jonathan Ogden. Jonathan Ogden. You had Orlando Pace. Bob Whitfield. Like I, I was just like. <laughs> I was like, well, all considering right. all those guys Todd are like, Stucey, the whole, yeah, uh, like all of these guys. But period. you had, That's you just had what four, it was. You had four Hall of Famers with Rofe, Jones, uh, Pace, and Ogden. Yeah, those four guys are in the and Hall they, of Fame. They always went. Always. They it's that was like their, that was like their vacation. They looked for. <laughs> they knew they were going every year. So for over a decade, but they, they would never back a, out of the game. Never. They would show up and you go know to why? Hawaii why? because the Super Bowl was before right, uh, right uh, the Pro Bowl right the Pro or the Super Bowl went and then right after that the guys would fly from wherever the Super Bowl was. They had a plane for them and those guys who were on the Super Bowl team, which was a lot of them, yeah. They would fly over to, to Hawaii and play in the Pro Bowl. You know, it's it's always deceiving. For instance, like Donovan McNabb, he'll say six-time Pro Bowler. Actually, he was picked twice. That's how it goes. He got in as an alternate four times. Torrey Holt, you know, he's on the Hall of Seven-time Pro Bowl wide receiver. Actually, three. Yep. Three. 
Right. I don't have any. So right. thanks, so that- guys. <laughs> Think of all I used those to things. call Willie and all them too. Like, hey man, y'all oh, going? Yeah, up. man, my wife and kids—they look forward to it every year. I said, okay, well, I don't have any of that, so uh, I guess I'll just go. Uh... And you know, I never went because I, I said I never wanted to go unless I, you know, I, unless I was chosen to go. Mm-hmm. So I—I I, I don't know. You know, I still am happy with the career I had. You had a tremendous uh, career. I mean, from a seventh round pick to where you ended up. Yeah, I just you know. It would have been. It would have been nice to maybe one, one time, one time get picked. Would you like to have one of those Pro Bowl jerseys, like you know, please framed? Take me, guys. Salam, right there. <laughs> like if I would have, if I, maybe the NFC blue or AFC red, it would have been right there on the wall. If I would have had, like, if a rookie tackle has this the year I had, yeah, there's no way they're not making the Pro Bowl now, right? It's not even close. It wasn't even a thought for me <laughs> making the Pro Bowl after and doing I, that. You know, look at I like I was the fourth person. I was the fourth rookie uh, at any position. But remember, in those in NFL days, history to start all nineteen games, including essentially the, Super Bowl. the players were picking. And and that, when I say the players, I used to actually help out with the Pro Bowl voting for the Raiders. They they, they didn't put any stock in it. Interception Another by the interception. 49ers, and uh, they are back in business right now, trailing 1960 against uh, Jacksonville. By the way, uh, officially, Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer. There was word that the NFL teams were demanding he be immediately released by the Packers for the violation of the IR rule. So let's go back to this whole charade that the Packers pulled off to get him back in action for a single game and then Relax. waiting until the Monday night game when they found out he they officially had been eliminated from the playoffs to announce the next day that he was back on IR. NFL teams say, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't be back on IR unless you have a legitimate injury. Oh. But now what the doctors are saying was, well, he may not have suffered a new injury, but he was actually never officially healed from the first injury. Somebody lying. Well, what it means is the NFL is already looking into their IR rules. Yeah, I mean, so you can't do that now. I mean, if they would have said, now he took some hellacious hits uh, in that that one game uh, return. Uh, he just you know three interceptions just didn't look as the you know like the same Aaron Rodgers. Although he you know was in a position to win that ball game, it just. You know, it, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense for him to come back. I know what they were trying to do, um, but it would have been with that offensive line. Why would you want to put him under that? Could you imagine him being in the playoffs, going against one of these playoff teams with that offensive line? <laughs> well, and the lack of running by game. The way, by come the on. way, you know, every Saturday I'm here yeah. with uh, Brady Papinga, who tells me time and time again that Ted Thompson's like one of the great general managers in the league. When you watch the Packers yesterday – getting shut out at home again by the Vikings. And in again, December, in late December. That never happens. It's like eight degrees at Lambeau last night. I think the kickoff, it was 15 degrees. Awful. By the time the game had ended, it was you know like eight degrees. But I'm watching this Packer team, and I'm thinking to myself, this team is terrible. <laughs> terrible. They don't have a defense. They don't have an offense. They have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you want to make an argument for MVP, I don't know anyone more valuable to their team than Aaron Rodgers. But this idea that, you know, they have all this talent, they have no talent. They're terrible. Yeah, they definitely don't have any talent. They got some receivers that can't seem to uh, 
uh, get on the same page. They what suck. happened to Jordy Nelson? Good Lord. Well, what happened Where'd to Jordy Nelson? There's no Aaron Rodgers. Where'd that guy go? I mean, you have. We can make the same argument that even Antonio Brown. Right. Antonio Brown's numbers when he doesn't have Big Ben throwing to him are like night and day. So who's making who? I guess that's why these quarterbacks are where they are for the most valuable player voting. Because, let's face it, and this is what we talked about Garoppolo already. Mm-hmm. When you have a quarterback, that's where it starts. That's I mean, exactly there are where rare the, the exceptions. building of your team You know, starts. if you have a super defense like the Buccaneers had that one year or the year the Ravens Ra- won yep. it. But, I mean, those were his. The Bears. Or the Broncos two years ago. If you have one of those defenses, then, you can oh, get away and, with but it. But that's a generational defense. You know, that, that's the, what exactly. You can have a good defense and never well, even get to that. look at Minnesota this year. Jimmy, even look at Jimmy Jacksonville G this just, year. Jimmy uh, just threw another touchdown. By the way, he is carving up this Jacksonville's defense. He's a weapon. Yes, he is. He's my weapon. <laughs> Jimmy All right. G. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Is all well in New England? Is all well in New England? They got a win today. One going away against the Bills. But is there a growing rift going on between Belichick and Brady that could ultimately doom the NFL's most hated team? We'll discuss coming up next. I'm not on Snapface and all that. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer had a very shiny nose. All right. It glows. Hey, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. What? We're going to get Alex Marvez joining us here shortly. Cowboys trailing the Seahawks 14 to 9. This is essentially an elimination game and even the winner of this game is going to need help. All right, we have them. We have them. All right, we're getting a different line. He had a. Uh, they need Atlanta to lose next week. Whatever team wins this game needs to also win their final game, and then they need Atlanta to lose. Atlanta is in the driver's seat for the sixth and final playoff spot uh, in the NFC as they will host Carolina, who's already clinched their playoff spot. However. Carolina still has a chance to win the division and get a home playoff game if they win and New Orleans loses. So these are all the different scenarios. What better person to break it all down on this Christmas Eve from Sirius XM NFL Radio, Sporting News NFL Insider, Alex Marvez. Alex, a a very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you so much, both to you and Ephraim. Thank you so much for that type of sentiment. And strange day in the NFL. Teams that we thought were dead, not so much, right? I mean, we had some real fight today from the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously ending the Detroit Lions playoff hopes. Tampa Bay pushing Carolina to the limit. And, you know, in a league where we're talking about all these coaching changes and things like this, when you still have teams that are playing hard for their coach, you know, late in the year, I do think it says something about them. I'm not saying that Marvin Lewis should stick around or Jim Caldwell or anything like that, but, you know, or, you know, for that matter, Dirk Cutter, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I do think, though, that it says something when these teams are out there giving a pretty good effort. I shouldn't say that for Jim Caldwell, but for Marvin Lewis, yeah, nice job. All right, well, one of the stories going on right now is Jimmy Garoppolo against this Jacksonville defense, 16 to 24, 210 yards. Right now, they're leading this game 23 to 19. We talked about this yesterday. 
Alex, but let's get it. Let's get a little update right now. What is the 49ers game plan off season with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, you know, I talked to John Lynch about this two weeks ago, and he said that, look, they've been in touch with, with Don Yee, who, by the way, is also the same agent for Tom Brady, about, you know, what, what, you know, the contract parameters may be, things like this, but nobody's moved on anything. And I think in the case of the 49ers, you know, they wanted to know, okay, what do we have in this guy before trying to figure out how they're going to proceed as far as a game plan? If he didn't look very good, would you transition tag him? Would you be more interested in a franchise tag? But obviously, Jimmy is playing like a quarterback you want to sign to a long-term deal. The big question is, okay, you want to sign him, but what is Jimmy Garoppolo's value worth? Will he himself want to sign a contract, or will he want to be much like Kirk Cousins going year to year and making quite a living for himself? I mean, when you look at having, if the, the, the Redskins, we figure if they're not able to sign him to an extension that would break every NFL record for quarterbacks, he would be putting her under a transition tag, and that's going to carry, I believe, a $34 million payday in 2018. So it's gotten that way for quarterbacks because the salaries have gotten so high. Long story short, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going anywhere. The big question is whether the 49ers have to live year by year, or it's going to be a multi-season Four years, fifth year option, $127 million. That's it. If you're done, that's it. Who needs that's Don it. Yee when you have Ephraim Salam negotiating you. your contract? Well, and he's also asking for a $61 million signing bonus. That's not a problem. No, I don't think for the 49ers it is. By the way, if you look at the salary cap space as well that the 49ers are carrying over, I mean, ample room to get a deal done. But it takes two to tango. You know what I mean? Yep. Maybe for Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, you're thinking, hey, you know what? The, the world is my oyster. Plus, do I want to commit long-term to the 49ers? And yeah. I say that because, you know, listen, is there a possibility Tom Brady someday retires, maybe seven, eight years from now, and he wants to have a kid? But, you know, if Brady were out and he wanted to go back to New England, obviously you could control your own destiny in that regard by, by just signing one-year deals and trying to see if the Patriots would go for you. But I think, no, by and large, he does want to be in San Francisco. Now the question is, again, year by year, multi-season. All right. Now let's, let's talk about how this whole playoff scenario works out. Jacksonville is in an interesting position. Win or lose today, assuming that Pittsburgh can beat Cleveland at home next week, okay, if we can assume that for a second, which I think we can, uh, and that the Ravens are able to win a home game against the Bengals. Jacksonville will be locked into the three seat. They can't drop down because they have a better conference record than Kansas City. They can't move up. And they could basically determine who they play in the first round of the playoffs when they go to Tennessee. If they roll over and lose to Tennessee and show nothing, play vanilla, they will host Tennessee the next week. However, if if they beat Tennessee and the Chargers beat the Raiders, then they'll face the Chargers. Now, I mean, if I'm Jacksonville, I don't know. Would you rather play the Titans or would you rather play the Chargers? I mean, that's what it really comes down to next week. And, you know, the crazy part, too, is it's the same Titans team that beat them like a drum, what, 30-7 to seven right. in Week 2? But how things have changed since then. And, you know, Tennessee's offense just sputtering today. Look, they had a chance to beat the Rams. And kudos to Todd Gurley continuing his monster season, one that may net him that MVP award. But you're right. If you had your druthers, you would really rather play the Tennessee Titans probably again. I would imagine that what we're going to, by the way, what we're going to see is going to be Atlanta and Carolina flex to the Sun. Sunday night spot. Sure, yeah. That'll probably be the one that's there. Initially, there was some talk of Jacksonville and Tennessee, but that was before the Jaguars wrapped up this division. But yeah, a declining Tennessee squad. You know, listen, the Patriots did this back in 2005, just so you know. Uh, they pulled, they called off the dogs when they were playing the Miami Dolphins. They benched everybody in the second half, put themselves in position to lose that game, and, and the Patriots ended up with a more favorable matchup, incidentally enough, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, went on to win that game. So, yeah, I was there. 
Yeah, you understand. You yeah. know what I'm talking I was, about. I was, so I was it's part a, of that. It's a, yeah, so it's a gamesmanship that goes on there with this and, and trying to chart your path. I would imagine that that's a much better route for the Jacksonville Jaguars to take rather than a Chargers team that can be very dangerous. Yeah, I, it, you know, we were talking a, a little bit about the MVP uh, race and the monster game Todd Gurley had today uh, kind of propelled him and, and some's mind uh, to be in that MVP race. I'm clearly... Uh, I think it's a quarterback's league, and I think a running back has to do something spectacular for an entire season. I'm talking about unbelievably spe- spectacular. Right, like like Adrian Peterson. Like <laughs> right, right. Or LT or Sean Alexander when they broke the touchdown records, yeah. Well, you're not the only one that feels that way because clearly with only one running back in the past, what, 10 years yeah. winning this award with Adrian Peterson, it's really best quarterback, right? Yes. I mean, let's be real here. Antonio Brown had a shot at it because he was just so prolific, but not playing the past two games will probably torpedo him. Carson Wentz was the right guy. He's out. I'm still leaning toward Tom Brady. You know, with one of my, yeah, I have one of the 50 votes for this award. Well, where else I, would you lean? Well, because Todd Gurley has looked pretty darn good. I mean, you oh. think about what what elite status he entered today. From a yardage standpoint, rushing and receiving, he's done what only two other running backs in NFL history have accomplished. You know, and both of those guys are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But I'm with you. Listen, I get it. You know what I mean? When we talk about, like, it's been funny, like Chris Collinsworth, God bless him, you know? But if he throws out Case Keenum as an MVP candidate last time, I'm like, no, what? In what universe? <laughs> Maybe for the Vikings. Right. But, but, I mean, really, you know, Brady's been the guy. He came through in the biggest game of the season again. You know, against the Steelers, he delivered 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions. As a, you know, and, and he's just the guy's been great. Listen, he, has he been the best Tom Brady we've seen? No, I mean throwing an interception in five straight games hasn't happened since his rookie season. But he's the best quarterback on the be, on the best team I think in football in 2017. Did you vote in 2014? The Aaron Rodgers versus J.J. Watt. You remember there was all this hype that what? Yes. And it wasn't even close. I mean, it was no. Rodgers 31 to 13. A few other scattered votes out there. It really wasn't close that year. But I remember everyone's like, oh, J.J. Watt, he's going to, you know, first defensive guy since LT to win the MVP. It wasn't even close. It should have been him, though. Well, he was fantastic. I mean, he was just so dominant that year. And again, a guy that stands out like that. But, you know, look, and, and it's funny, in a year like this year, where there isn't like, you know, that, that Aaron Rodgers-esque type performance from 2014, yeah. maybe J.J. Watt would have won, right? But that's the weird part, too. Like, who's our NFL Defensive Player of the Year? I guess it's Aaron Donald, but, but there's no clear-cut guy there either, to be quite honest with you, that has played such great defense, you know, maybe from a sack standpoint or, you know, interception standpoint or anything uh, that has really, you know, captured your imagination and said, wow, this is the true NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Who would, who would anyone vote for other than Sean McVay as NFL Coach of the Year? Although Jeff Fisher is now saying, basically, I handed him the team. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, my high school classmate, Jeff Fisher, has basically uh, insisted, look, I, I basically handed him. Was, he, know, was he a liar back then? I handed him to then? the team. Um, but, I mean, seriously, Sean McVay. I mean, not even close. I mean, who, who else? No one. No, I th- I agree. Although, you know, I've been asked about Doug Marone a couple times this week with the improvement that the Jags have made this season, but I'm with you. I, I think Sean McVay is clearly that guy because, you know, this, and, and listen, the Jags, you know, you say it because this is a team that had lost double-digit games for six straight years. You right. think the Rams were bad. I, I mean, put them on the Jacksonville scale, you know? I mean, so, but, the you know, and, and what Doug Marone has done triggering a turnaround, but what's interesting is that I think Tom Coughlin in some ways gets as much credit as, as Doug Marone because mm-hmm. Tom came in and added a more disciplined approach to 
to this entire organization. And, you know, that feeling that there's an adult in the building, that, you know, you can't cut class or otherwise you are going to serve suspension, unlike in the Gus Bradley era. Unfortunately for Gus, that didn't work out too well for him. So I just think, though, Sean McVay, it's been so brilliant. And listen, the thing, too, that helped him hiring Wade Phillips, and when Wade became available from the Broncos, it was such an incredible match because Wade does his thing on defense, allows Sean to grow into his position as a head coach on offense, call the plays for Jared Goff. He's been so active doing that. You know, look, we can argue Bill Belichick, but it's like Belichick and Brady, they've graduated from these awards. They're, they're like, they're Super Bowl people. Yeah. They're, they're not regular season people. Yeah, and if Doug Marone would have taken Blake Bortles and turned him into a viable quarterback, then maybe we could have that conversation because you got to remember everyone, well, pretty much everybody coming off last year's debacle with the Rams was calling for um, um, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, quarterback for the Sean Rams? Uh, no, uh, Jared Goff's head. He was a bust. Oh, Jared Goff's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was yeah, a bust. No. He was a he was, he was a bust. And now you you get. By the way, Ephraim is the only guy that picked the Rams to have a breakout year. That was it. I, I knew the it. I, began, I promise you, I saw it. He was the only it. guy. I promise you, I saw it nationally to say this will be the Rams' year. I saw not only that, one hundred fifty to one odds is how they went off in Las Vegas this year of winning the Super Bowl. So someone may be cashing in on this Rams team. And from a great point, I mentioned Sean Mannion because in the preseason, as you remember, there was some speculation could Sean Mannion actually beat out Jared Goff exactly. for this job, right? And Sean McVay didn't say, "Oh, sure, you know, Jared Goff's my guy for sure." No, instead, you know, he was ready. You know, he just wanted, to, I think, to dangle that carrot in front of Jared. And the problem with Bortles, and we're seeing it again today, is that. Oh, those interceptions going to start to rear their head yes. in critical times. You know, had one return for a touchdown today by the 49ers. He's thrown a couple today. That's not the Blake Bortles we've seen this season. And, you know, and I'll be honest with you, too. Probably the last thing that the voters see is what influences your vote. And this is really that last week because week 17, by and large, a couple playoff seedings involved, but nothing super major that's probably going to shape up the, the MVP race. Alex, again, very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Enjoy Thank the week. You we'll catch up with you next week as we uh, celebrate week 17 of the National Football League season. All the best, Alex. Thanks so much. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, gentlemen. Be All good. right now. All right, Alex Marvez joining us right there. Always the best information. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Now to update us on uh, some really tight games going on right now. Pivotal games. David Gascon, it's all ready to go. What do you got, David? Man, this is an ugly game in Dallas with the Cowboys and Seahawks going back and forth. Second and seven. Prescott is looking to throw. Has all kinds of time. Now throws it over the end. It's intercepted. Near side 20. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Justin Coleman picks it off on the far side and runs untouched. 33-yard interception return for a touchdown. Justin Coleman. And the Seahawks take the lead 13-9. Yeah, Seahawks Radio Network PA2 is up and good. So Seattle leads in Dallas 14-12. One note in this game, Seattle's got 59 total yards of offense in the affair, but they're still leading by two. Des Bryant just been a deep catch inside Seahawks territory. Other games in progress, San Francisco and Jacksonville. Garoppolo takes the snap, looking, looking, throws middle, caught by Kittle, bouncing off. He is in. Touchdown, 49ers. Stone cold Kittle. 49ers Radio Network. That stopped a string of 19 straight points scored by Jacksonville. 49ers are up 23-19. Jimmy Garoppolo, 232 yards passing and a couple of TDs. Arizona leading the New York Giants 16-0. Larry Fitzgerald having himself a field day. Nine receptions for 119 yards and also one score. And gentlemen, 
Thank you, my friend. All right, David. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're looking back at a replay of this Dak Prescott scramble. That's unbelievable pass. Finding Antonio Bryant. Uh, unbelievable play. Goodness gracious. Look at that play. They're showing it again. It was such a play that replayed it like six times. Bryant had to come all the way across the field, and Dak had to throw across his body and delivered an absolute strike that has put the Cowboys uh, at the Seahawks 24-yard oh, line. And a tip pass results in a Seahawk interception. Goodness gracious. The old tip pass in the middle of the field. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. And you know when you're playing against a team like Seattle, if the ball is in the air off a tip, oh. someone's going to get it. Someone's going to run underneath. So Dak Prescott looking for Brian over the middle of the field. He threw it slightly behind Brian, went right through his hands, and that was it, right into the uh, claws of the uh, Seahawks. So, again, Seahawks leading this game right now, 14-12. to 12. Again, we repeat, the winner of this game – will be in a position to make the playoffs only if they win their final game and Atlanta loses to Carolina. That's the only scenario for the winner of this game to actually make it into the postseason. Mm. It's been a weird year for the Seahawks. It has. It's, I mean, um, you know, injury, the injury bug hit. Uh, they just They just really haven't found an identity. Well, they have no running game. You know, and, and that's tough. That's tough on Russell Wilson. I mean, and he has been their entire offense. He's done everything. But to put that much pressure on him constantly every single week, it's dangerous, especially when you don't have that stout defense that you're usually having. Think about this. Going into today, the leading rusher for the Seahawks is Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Absolutely. The leading running back rusher for the Seahawks this year Chris Carson has 208 yards. He can't. You can't. 208 yards. Too much, man. That's your leading rusher amongst running backs. Way too much pressure. I never heard Way of a number like that. Through 14 games. Yeah, that's. Uh... So you know, talk about MVP uh, or consideration. I don't know anybody that has uh, more value to their team than Russell Wilson. But you can't do it all alone. And still uh, leading this game and uh, would give some. Still some hope that somehow the Seahawks could make it into the post. And this is, this is a hell of a bounce-back game for the Seahawks. I mean, after getting worked Throttled. like they uh, were by the Rams last week, embarrassing loss at home, uh, to come back and play this kind of game uh, I think is pretty impressive. Meanwhile, the 49ers still leading Jacksonville 23-19 to uh, as uh, Jimmy Garoppolo still undefeated as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And they're in the red zone on the five-yard line going in for a score. All right, so there you go right there. All right, you know, again, when we when we look at some of the uh, different playoff scenarios, let me ask you a question right now. Assuming that the four teams that end up with the buys are New England, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Minnesota, okay, which one of those four teams do you think would be most likely to lose in the divisional round, not make it to the conference championship game? So basically, if you're looking at how it would be seated right now, right. if the wild cards were to lose, you would have Jacksonville at Pittsburgh, Kansas City at New England. You probably would have the Rams at Minnesota and New Orleans at Philadelphia. Those would be the right now possible matchups in the divisional round. Which one of the home teams would be most likely to lose? 
I would say Philly. Philly against the Saints? Yeah. The thing that the Saints introduced to us this year that we hadn't seen in, in quite some time with Drew Brees uh, being at the helm was the ability to run the ball. Not sometimes, but really run the ball and the commitment to run the ball. Like they, they commit, they have two young running backs that they will give the ball to 25, 30 times a game. And these guys are workhorses. They both made the Pro Bowl. So when does that, that, when, when has the, that ever happen? The last time it happened was the Miami Dolphins in the early 70s when they had Mercury Morris and Larry Zonka both make it. I mean, that's so that two changes, of the three running backs that in the changes NFC. the yeah. game. Yeah. Like yes. when you're going on the road and inclement weather in the playoffs and you got to get those tough yards. They have the ability to do that. And, oh, by the way. Oh, what a pass by Garoppolo. And what a pass by Garoppolo. Touchdown 49ers extending their lead against Jacksonville. Jacksonville hasn't seen a quarterback like this. Four years. What a fifth-year option. Four years, $124 million, fifth-year option, player option. That's it. $61 million signing bonus. Done. You just cut the deal. That's it. Do it right now. Look at this pass by Garoppolo here. I mean, he just fires this, man. Look at this. Going opposite, crossbody, bang. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. And by the way, both Jacksonville corners are in the Pro Bowl. Yes. They're the best corners in the game. Right. Today, they're the, yes. they're the best corners in the game. Well, they're the number one defense. They lead the league in sacks, interceptions, the whole nine yards. And they've given up 30 to the 49ers. 30. That's how good Jimmy Garoppolo is. They're giving up 14 points a game this year, and they just given up 30 to the 49ers. This guy was sitting on the bench. He was headsetting it. <laughs> he was a headset guy. All right? Till the the last minute on the trade deadline, kudos to to John Lynch and 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 Kyle Shanahan. Right? Because they have changed the face and the trajectory of the the San Francisco 49ers to, right now. Let me ask you this though. I mean, if you're New England, do you have any seller's remorse? No, I mean, you, Tom Brady's you, you, 40 years old. I mean, it looks like he could play forever, but he won't. Well, and you at, traded away maybe a historic quarterback? At this point. I mean, Belichick you know, doesn't care because he's not going to be around in the future. No, but Belichick if you're the, is done. If you're like, the Patriots organization. But everybody, every organization goes through this, right? Every organization goes through this. So they could have went the uh, Steve Young, Joe Montana route, right? Like, uh, we want the young guy. They could have went the Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre route, but they decided that they were going to stick by their guy who won them five Super Bowls, who's still playing at an MVP level. So who knows when that cliff is going to come? It's going to come. We know it will come, but we don't know what it is. You got the secret pajamas. You got the face creams. You got the kale baths. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But the fact that Tom Brady's still playing at that high of a clip, you couldn't keep both. And they would never, never let Tom Brady go as much money as he saved them. Yes. If he was not done playing. Like, Brett Favre still wanted to play. Well, he, but, So they but, but, sent him to New Jersey. Here, here's the other thing about it, though. We were, we were talking about this off air. This idea of, of bringing in a young quarterback to be mentored. See, if you're Tom Brady, and this goes back to the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre dynamic, 
Brett Favre never mentored Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I mean, he was like this annoyance, to be honest with you. And it wasn't until finally the Packers made that decision that we are going to go with Aaron Rodgers when Favre took his uh, goods elsewhere. Tom Brady's not nurturing Jimmy Garoppolo, not thinking about you know his future or even the future of the organization. He's worried about himself. So this idea of mentoring, the mentoring thing is garbage. Look, if you play in the NFL at the highest level, you're not worried about mentoring, man. You're no. you're trying to extend your career and your earning power for as long as you possibly can. Especially if you're still winning Super Bowls. Right. Like, it's, there's no mentor. I'm not going to mentor you. I'm winning a Super Bowl. Get in line, right? Get in line. If I happen to, God forbid, hurt something and I'm on IR, then that's when the mentorship starts. But not while I'm playing. Now, you can follow me around with your clipboard or your iPad that they have now. Oh, you're sitting like in a little, quarterback meetings. Like a and, little puppy dog, yeah. and you can learn that way, but I'm not going to take time. I'm not going to invite you to my house and, and give you the secrets. You don't get these creams, okay? <laughs> no, exactly. You don't get these pajamas. So, no, 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 no. You don't get those. Alex, you don't get those pajamas, okay? What about the avocado ice cream? No, you don't get that either. No okay? avocado ice cream? Get your own. Wow. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio. Oh, another interception, Blake Bortles. Welcome back. We missed you, Blake Bortles. We missed you. Welcome back. 49ers are again in the red zone. I'll tell you, this is this this game is not good news for the Chargers. Because with this loss, if indeed Jacksonville loses the game, 30-19, 49ers, 10 minutes to go in the game, 49ers with the ball. That literally locks Jacksonville into the three slot. Done. All right? Which means next week when they go to Tennessee, if they beat Tennessee, they will face the Chargers. If they roll over and play den against Tennessee, they will get Tennessee at home. It's all coming down to that. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Uh, I, I want to switch gears for a moment here to ask Ephraim specifically about a player in the upcoming NFL draft. You'll find out who that is coming up next. For a big Christmas Eve dinner. I think we're all thinking about that right now. If you're listening, thanks for joining us on this Christmas Eve. Very Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Great news. Quick way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, these two games we've been watching, and we're not counting the Cardinals-Giants game, uh, have definitely (laughs) turned Yeah, 49ers turned. are blowing out Jacksonville. Robert is celebrating. He is... uh, what about a hundred thousand? What did you have on this game? Something like that. It was seventeen dollars and change. Even had seventeen dollars right and change. Congratulations! Life savings. Game over. Nine minutes to go. 49ers about to win their fourth straight with Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacksonville locked into the three seed. How that's going to affect them next week? We'll get into that in a bit. Meanwhile, the Cowboys. I mean, you, you felt like if we could they just saw. survive, if we could just get to 8-6, and six, which they did. If we can get Zeke back and then 8-6. And, and just stay alive, you know, in the playoff chase, then we're home against the Seahawks team coming out a blowout loss against the Rams. We're, we're good. We're good. But right now, not so good. It's 21-12 Seahawks, 12 minutes to go, and the Cowboys are just not getting it done. They, why is it the Cowboys, ever since they moved into their new stadium, have struggled at home. I mean, it, almost from the get-go, for some reason, they seem to play their worst football in critical games at home. When you create a place that doesn't surround 
the actual event it's for, right? So I you, have never actually been to a game there. You got the, the every, remember everything was about the, the screen, right? You're watching TV the entire right? time. Everything was a screen, yeah. Everything was the restaurants and the, the little suites that the players walk by and all of that. But you forgot about what you're there for. Under that standing room only, and all, but the so, go-go I mean, dancers. So you're telling I mean, me there's just, not, so it's not really a great home field advantage just, for the Cowboys. It's just so much stuff to do. Yeah, right. Like when you create a stadium, you don't want it to have a lot of options. You want there to be food options and football options. That makes sense, right? That you makes a lot of sense. You don't want to have like a baby casino over here, or some go-go dancers dancing over here, or these nice, comfortable. Uh, suites with TVs that you can turn to other stuff. Going, you don't want that. You want people to come sit in the seats, buy a beer, buy a soda, a hot dog, some popcorn, and watch the game and be a part of the game. We had a hundred thousand seats in it. You're not part of the game unless you're in a college atmosphere, right? So you got people so far away from it, they having other conversations. Okay. That's I, the problem. It, but it makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So we'll see if they can come back. Right now, they're down two scores, and uh, they need Dak Prescott to make some plays right now. He All is right. under siege right now. Yeah, and by the way, Cowboys, three offensive linemen in the Pro Bowl, and they are getting run over by Seattle's uh, defensive front. All right. Um, was a weird game yesterday in college football. Another one of those meaningless bowl games. So between Army and San Diego State, the Ugh. Armed Forces Bowl, unbelievable game. Army had the ball for 43 minutes. Unreal. 43 minutes to just 17 for San Diego State, and still it was a 42-35 game. But I want to talk about Rashad Penny. 14 carries, 221 yards, four touchdowns. He ends the season with five consecutive 200-yard rushing days. That ties an NCAA record. Over 2,200 yards rushing this year for this senior, basically a one-year starter at San Diego State. He was a backup to Pumphrey over the last couple of years. Seven kickoff returns in his career for touchdowns, tying an NCAA record. Seemingly can do everything. The first time he returned a punt, it was four touchdowns. Right. Yesterday, first time he carried the ball, 81 yards for a touchdown. Yep. 225-pound running back with legit 4-5 speed. Where do running backs rate right now in your opinion as far as the NFL draft is concerned how valuable is Rashad Penny to an NFL team if you don't have a running back they're extremely valuable like the like Seattle right? Seahawks like Seattle like New York yes right you think oh okay well we have these big time quarterbacks right and and you know Eli Manning sure uh uh Russell Wilson mm-hmm but you got nobody to hand the ball off Well, to. let's go Seattle because we were right, just we'll, talking. We'll, okay, Here's we'll a team Seattle. that has a, a, a great quarterback. All right? yep. They have Russell Wilson. Good quarterback. They have no running back. Got weapons what outside. Would, what nice would a Rashad Penny He's mean to Seattle's offense? It'd be huge. It's somebody you can literally turn around and give the ball to 25 times a game. Right. And you know they'll be productive, though. That's the thing. You can get a young running back and be like, oh, okay, this and that. But you got to look at the workload. Rashad Penny came into the season, into every game this year, knowing – he was going to get touches. And the other team knows he's going to be the guy. When you they still couldn't top. Period. And yeah. you, it's not, Army knew that they weren't going to do anything but hand the ball off to Penny. First time he touches the ball, 81 yards. Right. So 
when you see a guy like that in college and is able to dominate like he was in college against Stanford, against Arizona State, it's all of these, you know, teams, then that's a guy you want to bring into your already stable offense, right? Someone you can play action to, someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield, someone who can get those tough yards, and with his size, stature, and speed, he's that guy. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Yeah, we have one more week in the NFL season. It's not too early to make our playoff projections coming up next. And a Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Uh, Merry Christmas Eve, indeed. It is Hartman and Salam with you, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. No Sunday night game tonight because of the Christmas Eve holiday. Two Monday night games tomorrow. Steelers at the Texans. Raiders at the Eagles. Who's going to win those ratings? You know, Christmas is normally a basketball day. Had a full slate of basketball games tomorrow. Yes. Who's going to win that showdown in the ratings? Well, who's going to win those ratings at the Salam House? I watch them all. Well, exactly. When you have the right type of setup with your television <laughs> and your provider, then right, well, you can you right. can watch all of them. So are you going to be at your house? I'll be at my house. A mirror house. And how many other people will be at your house doesn't matter. Okay, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm watch asking, what I'm gonna watch. Well, I'm just saying, do you have oh. certainly family members or yeah, friends yeah, that prefer NBA versus ah, NFL? They got to go another room. We got other rooms. Okay. If you if you we got a guest house in the back. If you, you feel that strongly, but you can go in the back. <laughs> but I'm you know I, I, in the, the TV in the living room. I'm gonna do what I want to do. Okay. So you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Period. Which is fair. Your room. Your TV. Hey man. You didn't put in on this. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yes. I know that feeling. Yeah, you putting in on everything over there. I do everything. Believe Goodness me. Gracious. I like it. Even when I get a gift, I know I actually bought it. <laughs> so this is why I always tell them, they go, hey, I got you a gift. Now, you, you got me something I actually bought for myself. <laughs> All right. So uh, right now, uh, we are winding down. The Cowboys, Jerry Jones, like, left the building so the Seahawks up 21 to 12. Bailey's lined up for a gimme field goal and he yaks it. So the Cowboys still down nine, four minutes to go. Seahawks with the ball right now. And uh, this, again, a loss for the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know if it officially eliminates them, but it it, it officially eliminates them. Yeah, they're gone. They're done. Any, right. Whichever one of these teams lose, that's a, it's a wrap. I want to I talk about some, some interesting games next week. We mentioned plenty about Jacksonville and Tennessee. Jacksonville going down to defeat hard against the 49ers. But what about the 49ers next game? They come into the L.A. Coliseum and I tell to you play what. the Rams. Now, the Rams need to win this game to lock up the three seed because they're currently tied with the Saints. Remember, the Rams beat the Saints, so they beat the Saints on the tie break. The Saints' final game next week is going to be at the Buccaneers. You figure the Saints win that game. But if you're the Rams right now, you know, it's it's interesting how this plays out if you're the Rams. Think about this for a second. This is where where maybe you do a little overthinking. But the worst game the Rams had this year was their beatdown loss at Minnesota. If the Rams are the three seed, and they beat the sixth seed in the first round, most likely they're heading to Minnesota. However, if the Rams are the four seed, they would host Carolina most likely, and then they would go to Philadelphia. So if you're the Rams 
and you're looking ahead to the divisional round, where would you rather play? At Minnesota or at Philadelphia? Would you have a preference? Would it make a difference for the Rams? I would say inside. I would go with the Dome. So you would still go with Minnesota even though the Vikings defense dominated that first I, game? I would go with the Dome. Now we can learn. Okay. We can learn. Let's let's learn from, from what happened. Um, although I would like my chances better against a backup quarterback mm-hmm. in Philly, but we don't know what the weather's going to be like. And that's the last thing you would want, right, is to go or take a California team outside and it decides it's going to snow that day. How do you think that's going to play out next week? 49ers at the Rams, that's week 17. All, I said it last week. I told you. these The last – today, the Jacksonville Jaguars and next week the Rams are not going to be playing the same 49er team as earlier in the year. This is a team that has a new captain. Look at me. Look at me. Steve, look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> All right? They have a new captain. Right. And he is driving He's ignited the this entire hell team. out of this ship. He's making the coaches look good now. Like, seriously. Yeah. So, these aren't gimme. And they're not laying down. No. They're building on something. Right, because we'll be talking about them next year about, oh, is this the longest win streak if they start off hot? Well, let me ask right? you this. I saw this on the NFL Network. They asked which team is most likely to go from worst to first, and everybody's picking the 49ers. Of course. If you're the Rams, a team on the rise right yep. now, seemingly that young team in control of a division, I know. I mean, there could be playoff implications as far as a few things going on next week, but... Aren't you almost trying to fight for, hey, we're still top dog, not just now but into the future? I mean, like, if the 49ers come into the Coliseum and do what they're doing to Jacksonville right now it's possible against the Rams, even though the Rams win the division, it's sort of like, yeah, all right, you're good in 2017, but 2018, forget it. You're going to be in our rearview mirror. 49ers take control. Well, yeah, you definitely want, as, as the, the Rams, you want to make a statement. Statement because- of the game. You haven't had any success in quite some time. So now, you know, it's the fight not for L.A., but it's the fight for California, right? Exactly. And it's Southern against North. And we're going we're gonna to put it all out on the line, right? Rams have something to play for. 49ers have something to play for. By the way, it's going to be interesting here in L.A. because you're going to have these two games going on. If Tennessee – were to win, I'm sorry, if Tennessee were to lose at home next week to Jacksonville, and that will be a morning game, then the Chargers take the field against the Raiders out at the soccer stadium here, knowing (laughs) that if they win the game, they're in the playoffs. So you got SoCal, NoCal games, both in L.A. next week. I mean, and that whole, that's, you know, like you said, this is not just about division, rivalries. It's about California supremacy. It is. And look, you bring two teams here and none of them were relevant. Nobody cared. Now, all of a sudden, we get to see the tired girl that we saw two years ago. Mm -hmm. We get to see a kid that they labeled as a bus in golf. Yeah. We get to see a young, energetic coach 
who's younger than some of the players. Yep. They revamped their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Their defense is flat-out ferocious. They have the best uh, interior defensive lineman in Donald. And, hey, this is L.A. Guess what brings the stars out? Mm. So they haven't shown up yet. It's all right. When that playoff game hits. That's what's going to happen. You know L.A. You know it. Well, you know is, how it and, goes. And, by the way, this is also how it played out for the Raiders. When they moved to L.A., their first year, they actually had a home playoff game against the Jets. It was packed that day, but it was the following year when the Raiders obviously made their march to eventual Super Bowl championship right. when L.A. really caught fire, obviously. L.A.'s going to be, you know, next thing you have a parade, and the next year is the year I joined the Raiders, and suddenly that Coliseum's packed. Every celebrity was around back in those days. That's just how it goes. Look, you got celebrities last year and the year before, you had celebrities going to the Clippers game. Yes. Right? But now they only go to Kobe Bryant's night. Right. Because that's the – I mean, Clippers are terrible. <laughs> right? Lakers are, are – you know, even more so the Lakers are, are, are a fun team to watch. They're not that good. They're 11 they're and fun, 20. They're a fun team to watch, they're, though. They're fun to watch until the last two minutes of the game. And then you got to turn it off. You got to go oh. get a drink or something. You got to just leave. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm dying inside uh, because of that. They can't but, close. But the fact of the matter is – the Rams are exciting. They can yep. run the ball. They, they got a young kid exciting. at quarterback. They got a young kid at coach. Mm-hmm. And they're seemingly breaking all the rules in terms of where they should be right now in their growth process. They're a complete team. They got a defense. They, they got, got everything. the best special team. They got everything. By the way, that Zerline injury. And we saw it, you know, this morning, you know, already missed extra point. Yeah. You have the best kicker in the league. He's out for the year. Well, I tell you what, if you're the Rams, it comes down to a final field goal attempt to win a playoff game and no Greg the leg. Mm. Good luck with that. Yikes. Never put it in the hands of the kickers, man. Yeah, they always say, you know, kickers are overrated. Not when you you need need one. one. (laughs) Then you need one to step up. Gary Anderson and Morton Anderson. I'm just saying. Mm. I was part of the biggest, one of the biggest upsets ever. Yes. So Gary Anderson, perfect on the season. Two years though, hadn't missed in two years. No a field, field goal, goal nothing. to extend the Vikings lead to ten. Game over. Poop poop. <laughs> Not so much. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. We continue our coverage of Week 16 of the NFL, and also look back on some of the teams that wish this season had never happened. Coming up next, Harbin and Salam. You know, there are people still shopping right now, Ephraim. There's still right now. people absolutely spending scrambling. money. Spending money they don't have. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right, we got uh, eh, still a little excitement going on in a couple of these games. 49ers are up 10, uh, two minutes to go. Does Jacksonville still have the ball? I guess they do. Yes, they do. So they're trying to score and they get an onside kick. Meanwhile, the Cowboys, who are down nine with a minute 39 to go, clock running, are trying to keep their hopes alive against the uh, Seahawks. Same situation. They need to score and get an onside kick. So we'll keep us uh, posted on that. You know, I, I, you, you get to this time of the year. We're watching this other game. Cardinals are leading the Giants 23 to nothing. Uh, and with this loss, the Giants will fall to two and thirteen. A year after they were eleven and five. My prediction, preseason prediction for the NFC Championship game. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Giants Packers. <laughs> 
That was my preseason prediction for the NFC Championship game. Giants-Packers, I have the I have the Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. Jacksonville scored. Jacksonville scored. All you right. had the Packers winning the Super Bowl? I had the Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. I just thought that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is due. And everything's going to fall his way. And he's going to get back to the Super Bowl and win a second Super They won a Super Bowl in seven years. Right. So I figured, you know, Aaron is due. And then I looked at the Giants, and I looked at their 11-5 and record and what McAdoo seemed to, you know, sort of breathe new life into that team. And, you know, they got in a little stale under Tom Coughlin, and they knew, knew for, fresh face, you know, and they won 11 games. And I think, all right, you know, maybe Eli Manning. Maybe he's due again. The pro-run. Wow, they missed the extra point. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine that? And by the way, so Jacksonville scores wait, whoa, whoa, two whoa, whoa, touchdowns. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who and, is that and a, kicking? What happened to Lambeau? Jacksonville scores two touchdowns and slow down a, a, second a minute here. and oh, thirty. There he is. There's Lambeau. They catch. They get the onside. Right. They score. Get the onside. Score another touchdown. To to bring themselves within what three? This is Lambeau, the guy that was cut by the Chargers at the beginning of the year. Mm. He ends up in Jacksonville. The Chargers have gone through four kickers this year, and he just yacked an extra point. To bring them within three. To bring him within three. Look it's 33-37 like, now. Just, look at Marron. He's like, what the hell? So now they have to get the onside kick. And then score a touchdown. And then score a touchdown. Wow. Goodness gracious. And when we talk about these kickers all the time, uh, Seahawks taking a knee game over Cowboy season over. Oh, went out of bounds. Did he touch it? He touched it first. So by the way, if you're looking at the Seahawks, if Atlanta loses to Carolina and Seattle wins and they get the last wild card spot and they play the Rams at the Coliseum after losing their last game to the Rams 42 to 7 remember earlier this year they forced five ram turnovers and still almost and lost and still almost lost and it's still a uh, Seahawks team that you know got a lot of missing pieces right now so if I'm the Rams and that happens I'm comfortable you are comfortable I'm you're comfortable. not nervous because about we've had our on- we've had our worst game and we still were one drop pass away from winning right and then we came back had our one of our best games and beat the brakes off of them so, between those two games, I'm not worried. Those are learning and teaching moments from both of those games to where we're not overly confident, but we're not scared either. If so, you, you prepare that way during the week. If like, we a, can beat this team. At our worst, we should have beat this team. But it's still a Seahawks team it's, with an experienced I quarterback. And Russell Wilson. But young kids don't want to hear nothing about that. Go ahead and try to talk to a millennial today about uh, how much uh, uh, wisdom and, and maturity you have. They don't want to hear that. Come on, man. I well, be, I'm trying to talk it, to my it, nephews who two twenty 20 years old. The, if you're the Rams right now, you would rather play Atlanta than you would Seattle. No. Really? No. no. Wow. No, Matt Ryan and those weapons scare me. I don't want to make it a shootout. Like, I don't want to make it a shootout. Remember Atlanta last year? Remember how a season changed? You remember when Atlanta came into the Coliseum last year? What was it, like 44 nothing? Yep. I mean, it was a <laughs> beatdown. Uh, 
All right, so the Jags on the onside kick. What happened here? I missed this. Unnecessary roughness. Oh, I see. So the 49ers running a clock out and uh, Malik Jackson. Oh, the headbutt. The old headbutt. Oh. oh, you hit me with the headbutt. Mm. Does that do anything? Anyone headbutt you? No. Basically, the whole, isn't the whole game a headbutt, essentially, yeah, for offensive yes, linemen? Yes, it is. <laughs> Thus, the reason for the concussion Who had the biggest uh, head of any uh, defensive lineman you want? I'm like, well, Julius Peppers, my uh, God. No, it no? would have to be like Chester McLaughlin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life seen a head that big. I was like, oh, this can't be real. This is like a uh, caricature. <laughs> this can't be real. Peppers got a big head. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jonathan Ogden as an officer. Oh, I mean, that is, that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't know what, like, those are special helmets. Yeah. Like, you don't just get one off the, the rack and <laughs> put it on. That's those a custom are, job. Yeah, those are, we need to fit this helmet around your head. <laughs> so you have to come into us and we'll mold it around your head. There's not many big, big, bigger people in Ogden. Even today. He, he hasn't played in almost 10 years. He's yeah. still big. Great guy. I'm talking about. Oh, talking he's about one a, of the best. The gentle giant. I was the sideline reporter for UCLA at senior Goodness year. Goodness gracious. UCLA. And he would be comical in the huddle. Because he's literally like a bunch of little kids, and there's one big guy. Remember y'all came out to play us <laughs> at San Diego State? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, I do. I was standing on the sideline mm -hmm. like, uh-uh. <laughs> no. What, look at this man. <laughs> just, I said, good just Lord. Giant. Giant man. Um, we played the same position. If I'm standing, well, when I was standing next to him at my heaviest, right. I still look like his little cousin. Now, you are how tall? Six eight, and he is six nine. Exactly. There's what we call three seventy. They listed him at six eight, nah, and I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no way. I can put my head on his shoulder. Okay, no <laughs> shot. It's a big dude, man. Great right, guy. Great so guy. He, he and his wife, great people, man. Wonderful, wonderful guy. Um, all right. So right now, uh, we're running out the clock here. Essentially, is what's happening with the 49ers. Uh, as they're about to wrap up their fourth consecutive victory with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, Dog, this is this is a big deal. It is. This how is many, a, this is a big deal. Let's let's talk about this. I don't know. Is, I don't know how many times there have been a team that started the year one and ten, and then could finish the year on a five game winning streak, all because of a single player, Jimmy Garoppolo, who now. With this win today, will extend his record as a starting quarterback in the NFL to 6-0. and And no quarterback has done that since Ben Roethlisberger. Started his NFL career with victories in his first six NFL Think starts. about if he would have started that Seattle game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or? Well, let's put it this way. If he had started that Seattle game based on these other games, Seattle uh, would not be still alive in the playoffs. Oh, and, and, touchdown, touchdown, 49ers! Touchdown, 49ers. Wow. This is a... Jacksonville team giving up 14 points a game, and the 49ers are putting up 44. Like I said, my friend, this is not the team you want to be trying to cruise to the end of the season against. Are the Niners right now the best team in the NFL? <laughs> today, <laughs> I mean, today I mean, right now. I mean, I'm just I'm like, if I they were to think, play the Steelers I don't on, think on a neutral any team, field, Steelers. I don't think any team would want to play them right now. You know what's happening? Right. In this short period of time, this team has been galvanized by one individual. Changed the whole culture, 
changed everything about what they do. This is a historic Jacksonville defense, giving up 14 points a game, and the 49ers have just put up 44. Uh, 44. Easy 44. That is unbelievable. The 49ers hadn't scored on their opening drive in four decades, almost. I'm exaggerating. Yes. But they came right down the field and scored. Right down the field and scored. Then got the second drive, came down and scored again. So. Let's see here. I'm, I'm counting up. The Jacksonville Jaguars have had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games this year in which they've held their opponents to 10 points or less. Eight. Mm. And the 49ers just put up 44 points. Tom Raffman. Man, that is a stunning story late in the year. Boy, how much much is everyone just going to be jumping on that 49er bandwagon making their 2018 predictions? Oh, it's already done. (laughs) They've already locked them in. I mean, they're going to sign a Super Bowl. Depending on what they do, depending on what they do. Mm. And uh, no, I'm I'm saying in in the offseason. Right. And then in the draft, mm-hmm. I mean, they're primed for it, though. This is a different team. Look at these guys. They, they're having fun. Before, they were just fighting with no resolve or no result. They're having fun out there. They know they're a better team. But how do you handle the offseason? I mean, Garoppolo is going to be under siege. I mean, let's face it. He's got the movie star looks. He's got the game. I mean, perfect he face. is going to be everywhere. He's the perfect face for your franchise. Jimmy Garoppolo as is a going young, to be everywhere. As a young head coach yeah. and a young GM. Right. Embarking on the first time. This is the first time Kyle Shanahan's a head coach. First time John Lynch is a, is a GM. Is Jimmy Garoppolo replacing? This is the guy. He's the new face of the league. This is the guy you want to be the face of your of your brand, of your team. Look at John Lynch just uh, high-fiving. And look at him. Look at he look, We did that. Look, he knows. <laughs> He's like, we were so good. John Lynch. I've known John since his college days. Been a long Played time. Played a lot of football against John. A lot of football. Is he a Hall of Famer? Oh, yeah. He keeps yeah, getting man. bypassed. His, 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 they always his, say safety is the most overrated position in the it, NFL. It, it is. But the not when, and, and when you have a great one, things just work. When you have a great one, things just work. Seriously, he was the quarterback of the defense. Right. Tremendous knowledge. Tremendous IQ, football IQ. Look at Jimmy Garoppolo. He got the little fuzzy top hat with the little ball on top. Well, he's doing the Tom Brady thing. You know? He's the new face of the NFL. He's going to be When does he have his kale pajamas for Uh. sale? (laughs) He's going to be be walking in those Uggs real soon. Uh, We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studio. Speaking of Uggs, here's a guy. He's usually in Uggs every opportunity he gets. David Gascon. That's a damn lie. <laughs> By the way, when, wow. when I was with Pat here, um, they sent two pairs of Uggs to me. Why? I have no idea. I'm like, I would never wear these in a million years. Never. So why the hell do you think I would? I have no idea. I mean, I think you're for, you're, you're far more, I don't know. You're stylish, bro. I mean, Tom Brady wears Uggs, <laughs> right? <laughs> don't you sort of fat? Look at you. I mean, you could be a I think Ephraim, Brady type, I right? think Ephraim would wear Uggs. Yeah, Uggs I, I have like a size 15, size 16 yeah, foot. I no shot player. Yeah, man. They don't. They don't. They don't come like that. Sorry. Well, did they come? In but thir- your size eight. I'm size thirteen, partner. <laughs> your size eight. I'm size thirteen. 13. Nine and a half. Thirteen. I'm sure they have thirteen. Those. Thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. Mama. Whatever. Wow. I saw your little feet. Wow. That's Robert Guerra. That's Robert Guerra. 
different. Robert's like five six. Rob G, he gonna do like that? Five six. All right, come on now. Is this in the Christmas spirit? Oh, right sorry, now? sorry. All right, let's get to the football, shall we? Let's do that. All right. Second and seven. Can we measure hands? Throws it over the end. It's intercepted. Near side 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Justin Coleman picks it off on the far side and runs untouched. 33 yard. Interception return for a touchdown, Justin Coleman, and the Seahawks take the lead 13-9. Yeah, Seahawks Radio Network, they win it 21-12. Steve, I know you'll like this stat. It's the first time since 1966 that a team has won a football game when they've had more penalty yardage than total offense. Wow, good stat. Seattle today, 142 yards of penalties and just 136 total yards on offense. And they still find a way to win the ball game in Jerry's world, twenty-one to twelve. Dan Bailey missed two field goals in this ball game. He's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Meanwhile, just wrapping up in San Francisco. Garoppolo shotgun third down. Takes the snap, looking, looking. Pulls the ball down. Garoppolo's going to drag it out to the left. Now fires in the end zone. It's caught for a touchdown. There's the sidearm sling. Touchdown, 49ers to Trent Taylor. 49ers radio network. Garoppolo on the day, 242 through the air. Two touchdown passes, one rushing. And San Francisco drops 44 on Jacksonville with the help of Blake Bortles and his three INTs. 49ers have won four in a row and five of six. They win it 44-3. to three. Uh, You're looking at a couple different things with that Dallas loss today. They're eliminated from postseason play. Seattle wins next weekend, and they need an Atlanta loss to Carolina at home. Seattle also gets in as well. The L.A. Rams are the NFC West division champions as they won today earlier in Tennessee, 27-23. Back to Steve in size 11. <laughs> size 8. Right. Look, look, when I'm looking at this box score, yes, uh, Jaguars 49ers, yeah. I see Blake Bortles. You don't want him throwing the ball 50 times. No, no. That wasn't their he game was 32 plan. for 50, 382 yards, two touchdowns, three interceptions. When he throws the ball at no. that high of a, a rate, you look on the flip side, and, and, and Jimmy Garoppolo – 21 of 30. Right? right? 20, well, they, 30 they, times. First of all, they, they scored 44 points and throw the ball 30 they, times. They had 135 yards rushing Absolutely. against Jacksonville's defense. Was 131 100, yards. 131 yards rushing. 35 uh, carries, 131 yards. Against Jacksonville's defense. A defense that's been shutting everybody down, but they couldn't slow down the Niners on the ground or through the air. But that's the point, right? Yeah. Oh. If you have that balance – I just been passed a note here. A little interesting note in the aftermath of Seattle's victory against the Cowboys. Again, as David said, the Cowboys have been eliminated. Seattle can make the playoffs if they win next week and, and the I, Falcons lose. Yep. Earl Thomas of the Seahawks went into the Cowboys locker room after the game to talk to Des Bryant. And then Earl Thomas turned to Jason Garrett and said, if you all have the chance, come get me. Wow. Think Pete Carroll knows that? Goodness gracious. Yep. Come get me. What he's from go- I, I understand. I mean, he's I get from it, Texas, but, you but know, I mean, good. What, what part of the game is that? <laughs> I mean, he's walking into the Cowboys locker room. Come get me. The game just ended. Right. They didn't even take their pads off yet. Was he in there doing the, the post game speech? <laughs> 
I, I, right? Yeah. Everybody locked hands and they're praying, and he in there with a different jersey on. Well, let me ask you this: how how quickly does a player from the opposing team walk into never. your locker? Room? I've never seen a, a a player from another team walk into our locker room ever, ever. Thirteen years in the NFL, never saw ever. It. I've never Earl seen Thomas that. walked into the Cowboys locker room to talk to Des Bryant. Never seen, and that. then turned to Jason Garrett, who's like, "What are you doing in here? Somebody's saying, about to get fined. If you have fined. a chance to get me, get me. Somebody's about to get fined. This is not going to end well. Wow, can't do that. That's crazy. Tampering. If I was Jason Garrett, I would just close my eyes and put my head back. Like I don't even know you. I don't know what's going on. Wow, that's that's aggressive. That's aggressive. Well, it, it that is, that's a great quote. What does it say about the current state of the Seahawks? It Pete says Carroll? everything. It says everything loud and clear. Right. That culture is fracturing, kind of like it did at SC right before he Thank got you. up out of there. Same situation. Hot, right? Mm-hmm. You hot, toasted to a town. Everything's going good. Uh-oh. Got a few cracks here, a few cracks there. Let's get out of here. Let's We're taking on water. Let's abandon ship. Wow. All right, uh, quick note. Love has an army. You can join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com, clicking the red kettle icon to donate, or call 833-SAL-JOIN. That's 833-SAL-JOIN. That is a uh, stunning development. It really is. It's, it's shocking to me. That that happened. I've never seen that before. So Earl Thomas of the Seahawks walks into the Cowboys locker room How after the Seahawks win to stay alive in the playoff chase. Goes to say hi to Dez and then turns to Jason Garrett, the Cowboys coach, and say, if you have a chance, come out and get me. You don't go into the locker room and say hi. That's what after the game, middle of the field, right. change jerseys, whatever that is, that's when you do that. You don't go into the opposing team's locker room Crazy. and strike up conversations. <laughs> I'd be like, no, player, you, this is not for you in here. You're like, you got to go. Can you imagine Jason Garrett like, what the hell's going on here? What he probably about? was like, what the, what's good, what the. Especially since the Cowboys were eliminated right. tonight. They got sure a lot he... of free time. Cancun, baby. Going to be a lot of trips to Cancun. Maybe a cruise. Maybe Fiji. Maybe somebody really want to get away. They go all the way to Fiji or some Thailand or something. But it's going to be a lot of vacations booked after next week. All right. So here's where we stand now. A lot of teams were eliminated today. Teams that are still alive in the AFC. We have eight teams still alive for six spots. So right now, still, New England is your one seed. The Steelers, of course, are going to be playing against... Houston at the Texans tomorrow. Texans, another team that just, you know, after the injury to Awful. Sean Watson, 4 and 10. Yeah, but they got light at the end of their tunnel. Yeah. They know what's coming back. Well, the, first of all, they don't know if J.J. Watt's ever going to come uh, back. At least the J.J. Watt I'm that not was. even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that they finally found a quarterback, which they have been searching for. All right. So New England's the one seed right now, Steelers are the two seed. Jacksonville, even with a loss today, locked in. They are locked in as a three seed. Chiefs are locked in as the four seed as they clinch the AFC West today. Your five seed currently is the Ravens. They have one game left at home against Cincinnati. I think we're safe to say Baltimore should win that game. And then you got the six seed battle. It's very simple. First in line, the Titans. They win. 
At home against Jacksonville, they're the sixth seed. If the Titans lose, from next team up is the Chargers. Chargers home against the Raiders, if you can call it a home game, because it's going to be all Raider fans infiltrating StubHub. If both the Titans and Chargers lose, next team up is Buffalo. Buffalo is still in the running. Bills Mafia. Shout out to Steve. So now as far as the NFC is concerned, Cowboys out, Lions out. We're down to 17s for six spots. It's a very simple scenario. You got the Eagles. Eagles, of course, will be playing at home against the Raiders tomorrow. Monday night game. Eagles went out there the one seed. Vikings will be the two. Rams, three. But Rams playing the 49ers next week. If the Rams should lose and New Orleans wins at Tampa, Saints will move up to the three. Saints still trying to clinch their division. Remember right now the Saints and Panthers are tied, but Saints have the tie break. Panthers will be at Atlanta. Critical game. Now, remember, that's most likely, it's not official, but most likely the flex-out game to be Sunday night, meaning that Carolina would know going into that game whether or not, if the Saints lose, that they could actually win the division title, or otherwise they'd be locked into the 5C. They can't be the 6. And, of course, Atlanta in a position where they control their own destiny. Atlanta wins, they're in. Atlanta loses, and the Seahawks win, then the Seahawks get the sixth seed in the NFC. So there's where we stand right now with the playoffs. You know what I like when it comes down to the last week? I love it, too. It's the, it's the Especially best Especially when you – now you know exactly the order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This team, this – you know, the pecking order. That's now you got something like. to look forward to, right? right? You're watching these games, whether mm-hmm. you're a fan of the team or not, but you know there's serious ramifications right. for a win or a loss. All right, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Week 16 the NFL, still a couple games to be played tomorrow – but once again, a very eventful day for the Shield. We got your Sunday MVPs coming up next. We would thank everybody, but we have to get to it right now. Yeah. Sunday MVPs. What do you think they're going to do? This is Fox Football Sunday. Here we go. MVP. All right, let's go. Most valuable plays. Browns and Bears. First down at 10 of the 16-yard line of the Browns. Howard gets the carry. Big block by Sewell. Running left. Inside the five. To the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. Jordan Howard second today. News Radio 780 and 105.9 WBBM Bears Radio Network. Rams and Titans. Third down from the 14. He's got the snap. Off his back foot. He throws to the end zone. Cooper Cup. Leaping to make the catch out of bounds. He has it at the back pylon as he goes out, able to toe tap for six. Cooper Cup gives the Rams the lead. Rams Radio Network. <laughs> Dolphins and Chiefs. Snap back to Alex Smith. Fires for Kelsey. He pulls it in. Touchdown. Kansas City. Terrific throw. Terrific route. Terrific catch. Kelsey in traffic. Just burned the Pro Bowl safety, Rashad Jones, and the Chiefs with a little eggnog full of sweet nectar in the end zone. Chiefs Radio Network. <laughs> Bills and Patriots. Brady from the gun. He identifies the defender in the middle for the Bills. Takes the snap. Buffalo with an extra rusher. Throw back shoulder left for Gronkowski. Oh! Makes a twisting one-handed catch with his right hand inside the pylon. Touchdown, Patriot. 
WBZ-FM and the Patriots Radio Network. Falcons at Saints. Second and nine from the Falcon 26. Breeze inside handoff. Ingram down to the 15. Inside the 10. Running for the pylon. Touchdown, Mark Ingram. 26 yards. WWL Saints Radio Network. Chargers at Jets. Diagnosing the coverage. Points to Demario Davis. Takes the snap, looking to the right, throwing middle of the end zone, caught, touchdown, Rivers to Gates. For the second consecutive week, Phillip Rivers finds his old friend for the 86th time in their careers. Chargers Radio, KFI AM 640. Broncos and Redskins. Cousins play action, wheels, going to throw it deep, looking for Vernon Davis, caught at the five, and it's a Redskins touchdown. (laughs) How about that? Hey, they should just take a shot to the end zone, shouldn't they, Doc? And they get a corner out to Vernon Davis on a bootleg. Yes, check it out. Check the end zone. Redskins Radio Network. Buccaneers and Panthers. Ball's just outside the two. The tip of the ball right at the two-yard line. Play goes right. Newton fumbles the ball, picks it up. And scores. <laughs> and scores a touchdown. Real fumble Ruski almost. He fumbled oh my goodness. <laughs> fumbled it to himself, picked it up, took it right up the middle, and scored. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> he fumbled Ruski himself. WBT and the Panthers Radio Network. <laughs> Giants and Cardinals. Arizona has the ball at the New York 13. Fitz to the left, two receivers to the right, Stanton and shotgun. Snap to Stanton, back to throw, looks for Fitz, throws for Fitz in the end zone, it's caught for a touchdown, what a way to hit the century mark. Larry Fitzgerald does it again, 100 catches on the season. KTAR Cardinals Radio Network. Jaguars at 49ers. Garoppolo shotgun, third down, takes the snap, looking, looking, pulls the ball down, Garoppolo's going to drag it out to the left, now fires in the end zone, it's caught for a touchdown! There's the sidearm sling. Touchdown 49ers to Trent Taylor. KNBR 49ers Radio Network. Seahawks and Cowboys. Prescott is looking to throw, has all kinds of time now. Throws it over the end. It's intercepted. Near side 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown Seahawks. Justin Coleman, 33-yard Interception return for a touchdown. Seahawks Radio Network. Lions at Bengals. Takes the snap. He hands it off to Giovanni Bernard. Gio bounces it wide. Heads for the end zone. And scores. A touchdown for the Bengals. That should be Coffin Nails. Bam, bam, bam. 700 WLW Bengals Radio Network. The most valuable plays. That a way to finish. This is Fox Football Sunday. So, Week 16 Sunday edition is in the books. No Sunday night game tonight. Two Monday night games tomorrow, and then we will turn to Week 17 in the NFL. Steve? Yes. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, Eve. Bobo, happy holidays. There we go. Same to you, sir. Rob G., best executive producer on in, in the business. Mm. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas, Ephraim. They, oh, I know, right? We have to reclaim. <laughs> we have to reclaim Christmas. David, push up Gascon. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays, man. Size thirteen. Size 
nine and a quarter. <laughs> nine. <laughs> we should uh, say a parting thanks to Alex for his help today. Alex, my man. Yeah. Board technicians, man. People, don't, people who don't know what it takes to to make these to make us sound glorious. Mm, not our easy. sound drops and 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 our everything that you know makes us great. These are the unsung heroes. Yeah, yeah one more time for me, please. And they deserve. They deserve congratulations. And the unpaid heroes. Yes. 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 Amen. Hallelujah. We all had choices. <laughs> we all had choices. <laughs> All right, we no, all had choices. I wasn't six eight. I it doesn't do matter. It. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> a lot of six eight dudes uh, mowing lawns and, and delivering packages. That very is true. true. That we is all true. had choices. Uh, I'm just Ephraim, saying. Uh, a very merry holiday. Your multifaceted <laughs> holiday tomorrow to you and the entire Happy family. Happy Christmas, Hanukkahnzika. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.